Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith, refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. Well, happy Thanksgiving week to those of you who are listening to these podcasts as they come out. I'm going to be reading to you today from several journal entries in mid-November 2015. The first is the auspicious date of November 15th, 2015, a Sunday. Dear Lord, what a weekend. Today is Norman's birthday. I woke up at 6 a.m. and made biscuits, grits, and a coffee cake. What? And then went to church. Got Norman a Snoopy mug and a clock. Church. Worship was fantastic. Then came home and had a prayer time with Greg and Ryan. I guess they came here just to pray for me and visit us. I was stunned. They just hung out with us all weekend, and Ryan felt led to come here and pray for me. What obedience. What a testimony to having people live in your home. Greg and Ryan, by the way, had been students in our ministry at Illinois who chose to uh, defer their employment for one semester. They lived with us and helped volunteer in our ministry. And they became kind of like brothers to our children and our sons during that time. So they had flown back to pray for Katie. Greg talked about so many of the conversations that we had when they lived here. He has really been broken lately, and my heart goes out to him. So uh, wonderful seeing them. And with Courtney in town, it has been quite a week. Yesterday, Joe and I were out running errands. Mom wanted something from Hallmark and a girl intercepted me in the parking lot. I had my cane and asked if she could pray for me. It was folks from the Vineyard Church praying for healing, which was totally what Matt had wanted me to come to. I really had no intention of being over there at Hallmark at all, so that was crazy. It is amazing how you have used our home to be a shelter to so many. So many people comment on that. Ryan and Greg even wanted to stay together this weekend downstairs and raid the fridge like they used to. What a riot. Tuesday, November 17th. Dear Lord, wow, I have been doing a lot. Feeling good, feeling grouchy. I get sudden flare-ups of irritability. Help. Hopefully, I get to go to Joe's class tomorrow to help out. I would love that. Cooking for Thanksgiving. Mimi and Gran come tomorrow. Lord willing, please help me to be loving and spirit-filled. Exodus thirty-nine thirty-two. Thus, all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished. Soon, we will be saying that about our new home that you are building for us. We finally got our final plans, and they look so good. 
I can really see how big a difference it will make for me to be in a one-story home again. I just can't carry anything. A rolling laundry cart would make a huge difference. Tom comes home Friday, you willing. You reminded me that mom and dad moved 16 hours away when I was in college, and I was pretty unfazed by it all. Of course, I had Norman. So, sometimes I am so excited about moving to Wisconsin, although I have come to love it here dearly. Please sell our home, Father. 2 Samuel 7, 1 Now it came to pass, when the king was dwelling in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies all around. That, by the way, was one of Katie's key verses for our move to Wisconsin. She wanted our new home to be a place of rest. And then from Thursday, November 19th, 2015. Wow, Lord, I just read through Leviticus in two days. I must be happy to be feeling better. I hardly know how to make sense of that book. It's almost without fathom. The sacrificial system, the sprinklings, the laws, the things that are important. And again, I know I remarked on this in a previous podcast, but how many people do you think have ever written the sentence, I just read through Leviticus in two days? Anyway, Katie goes on. I had a good day today. I started out with Rachel's drama presentation on social media. It was really good. I just love what the kids are learning at Judah. I think we've got the pastor's discount at Valley Christian. That would be so amazing. That would be the school the kids were enrolling in in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, by the way. Claire and I went shopping today, got Tom and Joe some Blackhawk stuff. Then she got me some beautiful canisters for our new home. I heard from Imidy about the power outages in Zambia. Imidy, by the way, was Katie's close friend in Zambia. It sounds very trying, and of course she is full of thanksgiving that things are better than when they were kids, and that Zambia is peaceful and friendly. They challenge me so much by their thankfulness. Thank you, Lord, that you are preparing a place for us in Wisconsin. Thank you for our lot, for our new home and school. Thank you for Judah and their incredible willingness to help us out. Judah, by the way, was the Christian school the kids were attending in Champaign, Illinois at the time. Thank you for my kitchen sink from Todd and Andrea. Thank you that I'm feeling better. Thank you that our country is not under attack or in civil war. Leviticus 26, 36, and 37. Curses. And as for those who are left, I will send faintness into their hearts and in the lands of their enemies. At the sound of a shaken leaf, they shall flee. They shall flee as though fleeing from a sword and they shall flee when no one pursues. They shall stumble over one another, as it were before a sword, and they shall fall when no one pursues, and you shall have no power to stand before your enemies. Now that is the life of futility and fear, fearing 
when there is no one to fear. I love reading your word right now. I'm just gobbling it up. Again, that is a statement coming from a lady who just read Leviticus in two days. She comments on the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire from Numbers 9.23. At the command of the Lord, they remained encamped, and at the command of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by the hand of Moses. And every day they gathered manna and had meat from ravens and trusted the Lord to provide in those impossible circumstances. Numbers eleven twenty one to 23 And Moses said, The people who I am among are 600,000 men on foot, and yet you have said, I will give them meat that they may eat for a whole month? Shall flocks and herds be slaughtered for them to provide enough for them? Or shall all of the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to provide enough for them? And the Lord said to Moses, Has the Lord's arm been shortened? Now you shall see whether what I say will happen to you or not. I want to look into all the instances in Scripture where people describe how you might provide in an impossible situation, like the feeding of 5,000, or tomorrow at this time a measure of flour will sell for. Those are two references to other places where God's provision seemed absolutely impossible. Friday, November 20th. Dear Lord, Tom is home. Rachel and Joe just walked in singing, Angels We Have Heard on High. I love to hear Joe sing. I wonder if he will love music like Rachel. A big day at the cabinet outlet. Got there and everything was super picked over. Hardly anything in the scratch and dent. I was really disappointed. And then we found this super nice set that they put together and marked down, and it was the exact pieces that I would have wanted anyway. So we will divide it in half and use half for my office and half for the downstairs. Then we found big cabinet handles for $3 a piece, and the guy gave us an extra 10% off. So that was amazing and seemed totally of you. It's just sobering how much money we are going to be spending. And then, no one has gone through the house in two weeks. Then tonight I read about the Israelites' rebellion and lack of faith in the wilderness and wonder if I am faithless like that. And after all you have done for me, especially about the house, I just want to trust you with a childlike faith. You've got it. Numbers 14.8 If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are, they are our bread. Hey, remember how they plundered the Egyptians? Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Lord, I thank you for all you are doing 
in our house that you promised to us. I know so much of me just doesn't feel worthy of all you have done. Like David, who am I and what is my house that you have brought me this far? And you have provided over and over. Look what you have done with our medical bills. Incredible. And that you have given us such a beautiful home to sell and given me my van, which is such a blessing. Numbers 12, Numbers 16, Miriam and Aaron and Koath complain against Moses. Who is great? Joshua is worried because others are prophesying, but Moses wishes that everyone would. We are so concerned with status and our stature. Numbers 16, 9 and 10. Is it a small thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself to do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord and stand before the congregation, and that he has brought you near to himself to do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to serve him? Lord, it is such a privilege to be in ministry and to get to serve you and experience you in ways that people who aren't in ministry don't get to, and yet I see how I want prestige and recognition. I want to end here wishing all of you again a happy Thanksgiving week if you are listening to this as the podcast releases. If not, I hope you had a Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining me for There Are Good Things Here. Please join us again next week.